carefully follow my doctrine. Notice manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, love, perseverance. That's Timothy is talking about. So let's begin. Why God? Why does God heal? We have defined healing. Okay, let's look at Matthew 8, 1, 2, and 3, so that we can get a hold of it in the Living Bible. Matthew 8, 1, 2, and 3. Do you have it? Okay, let me read the Living Bible. Okay. Large crowds followed Jesus as he came down the hillside. Verse 2. Look, a leper is approaching. He kneels before him, worshiping him. Sir, the leper, please. If you want to, what did he say? You can heal me. He said, if you want to, you can heal me. That means the issue is not ability, it's whether God wants to. Next. Jesus touches the man. I want to, he says, be healed. And instantly, the leprosy disappears. Look at your neighbor. Tell them God wants to heal you. Yeah, he wants to heal you. He wants to heal you. So you need to, you need to have that in your mindset that God wants to heal you. Say, God wants to heal me. Yeah, he wants to heal you. Alright, what is healing? We said healing is the release of the life of God into a sick person. The life or the power of God into a sick person to effect a cure. That's healing. See? And um, there are three levels of, of healing. You get sick and get healed. Get sick and get healed. The second level is called health. The highest level is called life. There are three levels of healing. The first level, you get sick, then get healed. The second level is health. Third John 2, I wish above all things that thou mayest what? Be in health, that I may as prosper, be in health, even as I so prosperous. In Romans 8.11, it says, Romans 8.11, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Now, in the realm of life, your body, ah, your youth is renewed in old age. It's more than, oh, uh, okay, it's a healthy man. You know, he can be healthy and um, he doesn't even have the strength he used to have before. In life, you are like Moses. See? It says, we'll give life to your mortal bodies, your dying bodies. Because since the day you were born, naturally, your body is dying. I hope you know that. But it says it gives life to your mortal body through his spirit who dwells in you. So the Holy Ghost in you right now is giving your body life. Thought I get a better amen. It's giving your body life. In Judgment 34, verse 7, the Bible tells us of Moses that he was 120 years old when he died. His eyes was not dim. No, his natural vigor diminished. That's life. That's when you read Romans. Of uh, uh, five, I believe it's 12 or 13. It says, Death reigned from Adam to Moses. It didn't say from Adam to Abraham. No, from Adam to Moses. 
Verse 12, give me verse 12. Is it 12? No, give me verse 13. 14, 14. Romans 5, 14. Yes, reigned from Adam to Moses. You know, Isaac was going blind with his eyes. But Moses, his eyes were not dim. Strong. Abraham was old and was stricken with age. Genesis 24 verse 1. So he was stricken. That means he was old. You could see that he was old. But Moses' natural force was on. That means Moses was very strong. Abraham was healthy. Moses was life. Are you following me? All right. Let's move on. So we're looking at why does God heal? Number one, we learned it's for his glory. Can you remember those of you who were in your Friday class? God heals why? For his glory. If you look at Luke 17, 11 to 19 and Luke um, so Luke 17, 11 to 19 and Luke 7, 11 to 17 you will, you will notice that it's for his glory that he heals so now it happened that as he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee next that he entered a certain village they met him 10 lepers 10 men who were lepers who stood afar off next and the little that voice and said, Jesus, have mercy on us. Now, this is something you need to understand. You can be healed even when you don't qualify. Because mercy says, if this thing is judgment, in your goodwill, still heal me. If I brought this thing on myself, in your goodwill, still heal me. So Jesus, have mercy on us. Now, do you see why they always say have mercy on us? Because you don't know the way you brought this thing on yourself. Maybe what you ate, the way you eat, maybe stress, maybe whatever. It says, have mercy on us. Say, Lord, have mercy on me. Yeah. Your eyes may be having problems because of lack of vitamin A. But when his mercy comes, you can receive sight. Next. And when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. Next. And one of them, when he saw that he was here, returned and with a loud voice did what? Glorified God. Next. And he fell down on his face, on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And it was a Samaritan. Next. And Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Next. When were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Notice he expected you to come and give him glory. That is why he does his glory. Were there not any found to return to give glory to God except this foreigner? Next. And he said, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Celebrate Jesus, please. So we learned in Luke 7, 11 to 17 that he raised the widow of Nain's son for his glory. You see, you need to know that your healing is more important to God than it is to you. I'm going to say it again. Your healing is more important to God than it is to you. 
Some people are finding it hard to believe. How many of you, when you were born, you said, Father, please send Jesus to the cross and by his stripes I can be healed? How many of you did that when you were born? He did it before you were born. Now it happened the day after that they went into a city called Nain and Mary and Zabas went with him and a large crowd next. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, the dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow and a large crowd from the city was with her. Next. And when he, the Lord saw her, he, he had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. Next. It says, then he came and touched the open coffin and those who carried him stood still and he said, young man, I said to you, arise. Next. It says, so he who was dead sat up, began to speak and he presented him to his mother. Did the woman ask for it? The fear of God came on all and they glorified God. Saying a great prophet has risen up amongst us and God has visited his people. They glorified God. In Matthew 9, 1 to 8, but we're going to read verse 8 because of time, because we've done this before, verse 8. Matthew 9, 8. When the morning saw it, they marveled and glorified God who had given such power to men. You see, when people go to demons or native doctors for solution and they seem to get it, those people will give glory to those idols. When God says, my glory, I will not give to another. That's what God is talking about. He says, when you have a problem, come to me. Let me fix it. I want the credit. God is always jealous for his glory. Number two, we say God heals and performs miracles to make himself famous. Can you remember? He does these things to make a name for himself. If you missed it, so get the, the series, uh, Why Does God Heal? Number three, we said to demonstrate the supremacy of his power over the power of the enemy. Sickness and disease, listen to this, is an expression of the power of the devil to control dominate and destroy the human body healing is the expression of god's power to restore what the enemy stole or destroyed so when the devil is working god comes to demonstrate his power and say, no 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 i'm bigger than him in acts 10 verse 38 the bible says how god anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy ghost and with power went about doing good and you know those who were oppressed by the devil for god was with him now that word oppressed there is katadonastio it means to exercise power against or to exercise dominion or strength over someone that's controlling so jesus comes to tell the devil get out of here god's power is superior so if you came here sick, you're going back home well. Because God's power is superior. Until I get a better amen. Alright, now look at this. Number four. Because God takes pleasure in healing. God takes pleasure in doing good. In Matthew 8, 1 to 3, you see that it takes pleasure in healing. It says, when he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him, verse 2. And behold, a leper. No, give it to me in the BBE. When he had come down from the mountain, great numbers of people came after him, verse 2. BBE is Bible in basic English. And a leper came and gave him worship, saying, Lord, if it's your pleasure, you have power to make me clean. If it is your pleasure. 
If it is your pleasure. Now look at it. God doesn't just heal because he wants to be famous, which is good. He wants to get the glory. Good. To show he's more powerful than the devil. Good. But it does it because it takes pleasure in healing. That means God enjoys healing. Look at verse 3. And he put his hand saying, it is my pleasure. Be clean. And straight away it was made clean. Everyone that has any form of pain, infection or disease, you are not leaving here with it in the name of Jesus. Why? Because God takes pleasure in healing. Are you all there? All right. In Luke 12 verse 32, the Bible says it is Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Thank you. God is willing to give you the whole kingdom. The whole kingdom. In other words, he's saying, there is nothing you need or want, I won't give you. Because he can give you the kingdom. It's like someone saying, maybe I was a king, and here's my wife, just like you're the bride of Christ. And I said, baby, I can give you the whole kingdom. That's the whole nation. In fact, that's the way the royal family in England is to give things. They can just give somebody one island. Because they owned it. It is their pleasure. Because they love that person as a cousin or something. You just give them. God is bigger than that. It is his good pleasure to give anything you want in the kingdom. Is there health in the kingdom? I said he said health in the kingdom. Remember Matthew 6 verse 10. The Bible says that kingdom come. That will be done where? On earth as it is where? In heaven. Is there sickness in heaven? Talk to me now. Is there sickness in heaven? So God is saying that whatever you need in heaven. It's my good pleasure. To give it to you. Because your Christian experience ought to be a foretaste of heaven. Are you out there? The Christian experience ought to be what? A foretaste of heaven. Remember, uh, sorry, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 5. Message translation, I think. 5, 5. It says, the spirit of God wastes our appetite by giving us a taste of what's ahead. He puts a little of heaven in our hearts so we'll never settle for less. Is there sickness in heaven? It's a father's good pleasure to give you whatever is in the kingdom. In Ephesians 1 verse 3, the Bible says, blessed with God was blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. Notice every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. He, he says he has blessed with in the heavenly places. Everything in the heaven is available to me now in Christ. Is there poverty in heaven? Is there headache in heaven? Is there eye blood pressure in heaven? Is there diabetes in heaven? It's a father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's whether you receive it. Will you receive that thing you think until I get to heaven? I mean, you know, when we get to heaven, we'll be, we'll be all healthy. Come on now. Okay. So you can be healthy now. Hallelujah. All right, let's push on. God, always, God is always willing to heal. God enjoys 
desires and takes pleasure in healing the sick and liberating your oppressed. We looked at it last week, Friday. Number five. God heals because he loves us. God heals because he is loving and compassionate. God loves to heal. It brings him joy and pleasure to see people healed. God loves it. He's compassionate in Matthew 14 verse 14. The Bible tells us, it says, when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them, and what? And healed their sick. What did he say? What did he see? A great multitude. Now, in a great multitude, would everybody be perfect? Huh? Talk to me now. Would everybody be perfect? Would there be imperfect people? Like you? And he healed they are sick. One reason God heals is because he's compassionate. In Exodus 34, let's read from verse 5. I want to show you something about God's character. Now the Lord is sending in the cloud and, and there, there stood with him there and, uh, and stood with him that I was in Moses and proclaimed the name of God next. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God. What did he call himself? Merciful. And what? And gracious. And what? Long-suffering. And abounding in goodness and truth. It says God is merciful. Give it to me in the NIV. Let's play with this with a few translations. Look at it. It says, and he passed in front of Moses, proclaimed the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God. When Jesus came, he had compassion on them. And Jesus said, I do what I see my father doing. Jesus said, he that has seen the Father, he that has seen me has seen the Father. Jesus said, I came to do the will of him that sent me. That means God the Father is compassionate and God the Father wants to heal you and he will heal you today, right now. He told him, go and come back. Slow to anger. Abounding in love and faithfulness. Give it to me in the NLT. It says, the Lord passed in front of Moses calling out, Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger, God says, filled with unfailing love. Unfailing love. Everlasting love. God doesn't stop loving you. He sent his son to die on the cross because he loves you. Remember that. Why you were a sinner. Why you were a sinner. He gave his best. What of now that you are his child? God gave you his best while you were a sinner. He sent his son to die for you while you were a sinner. What will God do for you now that you are his child? Somebody talk to me now. Message translation, please. It says, God passed in front of him and called out God, God, a God of mercy and grace, endlessly patient. So much love. So deeply true. God loves you too much to leave you sick. 
God loves you too much to see you feel pain. He doesn't want you in that condition. In Matthew 20, from verse 29 to 34. How many of you, your faith has been built up right now? Faith has been built up. All right. Now, as they went out of Jericho, a great multitude followed him. Next. And behold, two blind men sitting by the road, when they heard that Jesus was passing by, crying out, saying, Lord, have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. Next. Then the multitude warned them and th that they should be quiet, but they cried out all the more, saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. Next. So Jesus took it and, and called them and said, do you, what do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. Then he asked them and said, are you perfect enough? Have you prayed enough? Have you fasted enough? Is that what he told them? Now hear me, when you were a sinner, you were saved without fasting. God saved you and brought you into his family just like that. How much more now that you are his child? What will he do for you? And Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes. Immediately, their eyes received sight and they followed him. Compassion. He had compassion on them. Let's look at Mark. You can do it with the time. This is a, it's a training class. All right. Mark chapter 1. 40 to 42. Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Next. Then Jesus moved with compassion. Compassion says, I know what you feel. I know what you are going through, but I'm going to do something about it. He's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. It hurts when you hurt. He told me something. He said, my people have suffered too much. I don't want them to suffer. I have suffered for them. He says, then Jesus moved compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing to be cleansed. Next. He says, and as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. Compassion. How many of you believe God loves you? And his God will heal you. If you believe God loves you, and if you believe God is merciful, Clemens will heal you. Number six, why does God heal? Because there's forgiveness in Christ. Healing is a physical proof that there's forgiveness in God. God heals because he forgives. If there's no healing anymore, it means there's no forgiveness how? Anymore. How can you say that? All right, let's look at a few things. Let's look at the Old Testament and the New Testament. Because a well-trained student is like a shop owner that can bring out anything old and new anytime you need it. Psalm 103, verse 3. Can we read this together? One, two, read. Again, please. 
If you believe God forgives, read it like you've been forgiven. One, two, go. Who forgives all your iniquities and what? Heals all your diseases. Now, listen to this. It says, if God is still forgiving, it means God is still what? The day forgiveness stops, healing stops. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? The same context. Matthew 9, 1-8. So he got into a boat and crossed over and came into his own city. Next. Then they brought to him a paralytic lying on the bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. What did Jesus tell him? 